Hi, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Jeremy. And welcome to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I discuss our favorite childhood movies. This is gonna be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Since we were kids, we've been obsessed with movies and have found ourselves always speaking to each other in movie quotes. To the point that we formed many inside jokes, or as we like to call them, Inside, inside quotes. quotes. That was bloody brilliant. Each episode, my brother and I will be taking turns picking a movie to rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. Mm. I know some of these words. We hope you'll join us for the ride, and maybe we'll make a few inside quotes of our own. Enjoy the show! And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Today's episode is brought to you by Milk. Jonathan, you know what they say. Yes, I do. Milk does that body good. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode four of Inside Quotes. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm here with my older brother, Jonathan. And if I'm correct, Jonathan, it's your turn to pick a movie this week. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. What you got for us? So this week, I picked a total classic from our childhood, a movie that came out in 1993. It was directed by Daniel Stern. Oh. It's called Rookie of the Year. Okay. I, I didn't know, actually, that uh, Daniel Stern was the director for this. I just thought he was the, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Brinkman? Coach Brinkma or something? <laughs> Brick, Brickma, yeah. Um, yeah, this is actually the only movie he's ever directed, which I thought was really? kind of interesting. Didn't he produce The Wonder Years, though? He was the uh, narrator. The narrator but I don't, but I don't I know if he, he produced directed it. it or something. A TV show, yeah, not a movie. Know. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. He was just off the heels of uh, filming yeah. the, the two Home Alone movies whenever he took this Total project. Classics. Total classics. But yeah, this is... This is uh, one that we watched a lot in our childhood. We had this mm-hmm. one on VHS, like everything else. <laughs> but uh, we never, I, we never had like a laserdisc play or anything like that, or any of like those older formats. I, we just, I don't know. Yeah, what that I don't is. even know what that is. <laughs> Do you legit not know what that is? A laserdisc? Yeah, I don't remember it. Well, we never had them. Maybe that's why. It's like huge DVDs that are like the size of vinyl. Yeah. And you could only put like you like halfway through the movie people would have to like flip it to the other side of the disc to watch the second half of the movie. Oh, oh, I okay. I I'm looking up images on right now. Yeah, I know what this is. I just never have used one in my life. You see them at like the thrift stores and stuff like that. Yeah. Irrelevant, man. That's that's in the yeah. same category <laughs> as uh HD DVDs. Also see those at thrift stores. Yeah. But uh anyway, so this movie is about Henry Rowan Gardner, and the brief synopsis of this movie is when an accident. No, no, no. what's his name again? Hen, 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 re, 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 row, 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 win, 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 Gardner, ner, 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 ner. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I always love when he did that in that scene. Yep. And then I always like the sound effects he does for like the uh, for like the crowd. It's like. Speaking parcel tongue, <laughs> but the uh, the basic idea of this movie is when an accident miraculously gives a boy an incredible, powerful pitching arm, he becomes a major league pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. Which is crazy. It's like yeah. a dream or something that you'd have when you're nine yeah. years old. Yeah, it's definitely like a wish fulfillment type movie. Oh, for sure. It's like, oh man, I wish I could play major league baseball. Uh, I wish I could play Little League. We never did that. <laughs> yeah, we never did. I tried to play softball at our school, but I was sick. I missed the tryout, and then Tanner Rayburn's mom wouldn't let me try out. So I was mad. Oh, what a bum. <laughs> no, I did it one year, but I was really bad. But yeah, this has um, Thomas Ian Nicholas, 
as the uh, the main character, and Gary Busey as Chet Rocket Stedman. Chet Stedman. <laughs> I will say um, that mustache works for Gary Busey. Um, he should grow it back. Did you know that was fake? I'm sure. <laughs> I did not know that, but it makes sense because that was a rockin' stash. The trivia said that he was he was clean shaven for this movie, and that the the stash was fake. So that was kind of a letdown. He looks great, like a serial killer. He looks like a psychopath without yeah. that mustache. Gary Busey is definitely like an oddball actor. It's kind of interesting to see him in this. Um, one person that was in this that I forgot was in this was John Candy as the announcer. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. And I think he, I think it's, I think he was uncredited. Why? He was in it a lot. What's with all these movies and uncredited actors? Yeah. We always find someone that's like in these like bit parts and they just don't, they weren't credited. I mean, he got, he knocked all those out in like an hour, I'm sure. Yeah. It has him listed as, as uncredited in, on IMDb. My favorite part about that opening scene with him is that he just has zero faith in the Cubs like everyone else except for the kids. And he's just he's taking bets against his own team that is <laughs> that he works for. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> the other guy that's in the booth with him the whole movie, I don't I don't know his name, but he's just like overly excited. He's like, I just know this is going to be the year for the Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what? He's like, what I want whatever he's drinking. I recognize what him from somewhere i don't know what it was but where's he from i i don't know i didn't look it up i recognize him from somewhere but i just don't know exactly where um Um, his his name name is andy berman and apparently he was a producer on psych he he was one oh that's exactly like was he like a character he was like one of the freaks of the week on the episode yeah, he was the. You remember the um, the schizophrenic guy or the multi person, multi personality disorder guy? I think that was him. Yeah, he's got a few um, a few credits as far as acting in that in Psych. But what about like when he was younger, like acting? I feel like he was um, a child actor or something. Well, he was an episode of Lois and Clark. <laughs> I love that show. Um. Oh, he was in the Wonder Years. That that yeah. That's it. That's okay. It. Yeah, that makes. Sense. He was Chuck Coleman. He was one of uh. Which I don't actually. His friends. I don't actually remember that. It's one of his friends. It was one of the later seasons when they're in high school. I love the Wonder Years. That's such a good show. Oh yeah, that's a great, also, great Daniel show. Stern. Anyway, back to we'll get back to the movie instead of reading off of IMDb <laughs> for the whole episode. Yeah. Um, Daniel Stern. He directed the movie, but he also played the uh, coach uh, Brickma. Who's kind of like a standout bit? One character of the funniest the characters, the the pitching coach. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh, one more one more thing about the cast. Um, the the janitor from Scrubs is in this movie. I know. Did you notice that? <laughs> I noticed that. I had no idea. This must have been one of his first movies because he had zero lines. Yeah, he just just a couple lines, but I I know I saw him and I was like, is I expected him? him to. I expected him janitor? to be walking around with a mop and a jumpsuit instead of his uniform and a bat. <laughs> yeah. But that was kind of a fun thing to see him in this. Yeah. Uh, so besides the uh, playing softball, do you have any other child memories, childhood memories you have associated with this movie? Um, other than there's a lot of quotes that we, that we repeat from this movie. Um, I didn't really have too many memories. I, I kind of remember our older brother, Justin, like this was like one of his favorite movies. Like yeah. he really liked this. Um, and, but other than that, I don't, what about you? Um, I just remember this movie and the Sandlot and angels in the outfield being the three big baseball movies. Yeah. That I would watch. And like, I used to love baseball as a kid. Somebody told me that I think mom or dad told me that I was like loved baseball in first grade. Hmm. And I don't really remember that. I do remember saying like, oh, baseball is the best sport for sure. Yeah. But I just remember quoting it a lot. And I guess you kind of did go through phases sometimes. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it in a later episode, but we'll talk about your Shrek phase. Oh, oh, no. 
No. <laughs> we'll tease that for a later episode. Oh, but. boy. Yeah, <laughs> let's save that for a good one. So this is your baseball phase, though. This is my baseball phase. And I I went through, I don't know why in first grade I switched to baseball because the year before, the Buccaneers had just won the Super Bowl. That's one of the only times I've ever done it. Yeah. There's a lot of kids sports movies in this era that I was, I've kind of realized. Um, but specifically there's a lot of baseball ones that we watched too. And we weren't right. really into baseball, but, but we definitely liked all these movies. Also, before we get too far away from other sports, did you, <laughs> in, uh, in current news, like today, did you know that Tom Brady transferred over? He's going to be playing for the Buccaneers. I did hear about that. Yeah. That's official. What in the world is going on? <laughs> Are the Buccaneers going to be good? I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. He's retiring. He's old. Doubt it. <laughs> but he's still got those rings. I don't know. He's still good. Apparently, Let's... we're going to be. Apparently, the Buccaneers are going to be stacked next year. And I don't want to turn this into a sports podcast because we'd be talking about hockey, but. Let's move on to the movie. <laughs> I just needed to say that because that's an insane bit of yeah. news. Moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a ton of like kids sports movies in like the early to mid 90s. Mm-hmm. Like you got the Mighty Ducks, the Mighty Ducks trilogy. You've got Air Bud. Sandlot, all the Air Bud movies, all the Air Bud movies. Angels in the Outfield, Little Giants, Little Big League, Big Green. There's I, like, yeah. That that was the majority. Um, that was the majority of the kids' movies back then. I don't know which one started it out, but that suddenly it was all about these like kids' sports movies in the nineties, and yeah. we loved them all. <laughs> Jonathan, explain this movie in three words or less. All right, are you ready for this? This yeah. is more of like. So I asked expl- you. This is more. <laughs> <laughs> this is more of like a explain the plot badly, but here here it is. Jack Bradfield sucks. Yep. <laughs> He's the worst. Yep. <laughs> that I could not I could not have put that any better. <laughs> oh um, man. I I, really, I have I have more to say about that when we talk about mm-hmm. it a little bit more, but throughout that's... my all my notes that I took, I I wrote down uh Jack is such a dweeb at first <laughs> because he comes in with that stupid sweater and the glasses, and he's like, gives gives his mom a, a necklace, and ugh. He's like, like, he's such uh, a dweeb. Uh, the three-week anniversary, that's the necklace anniversary, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> she was so weirded out by it. Alright, and, and then the second time I wrote, Jack Bradfield is such a scumbag. Yeah. He's the worst. <laughs> he is the worst. I didn't realize I hated so much. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely remembered his character and him being like, oh, uh, just like really annoying and like, I forgot about his character, bad guy, completely. but yeah, definitely. So, uh, what's your, what's your three word synopsis? All right. Get ready for this. Readiness, recuperation, and conditioning. Ah, that's the three R's of baseball, right? Sure is. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> or maybe two R's and a C. Yeah. But <laughs> not according to Brickma. Not according to Brickman. What a spaz. He's always getting stuck in random places. <laughs> yeah. Well, going into this movie, I remember Brickman's character, and I remember him being like a lot of like comedic relief. I don't know if you can be comedic relief in a comedy movie, now that I think about yeah. it, but I just remember well, him I mean, having this like small character. Somehow it worked. I was hit or miss on him, though, rewatching this. I was like, sometimes I was like, I'm not digging this. This is like He was kind annoying. of annoying. But he then, was very obnoxious and annoying. But that scene in the hotel where he gets stuck in between the doors, <laughs> and I was just laughing out loud at that. I, little help, <laughs> little help here. <laughs> so he he did win me back over in the end. But I I feel like if they they could have overused him and made it like really obnoxious and annoying, but mm-hmm. um, I think everyone I think a lot of people remember that character and laugh at that and think he's really yeah. funny. Speaking of the hotel scene, you remember when the the bellhop or something was? Oh, I have like, this. This he is knocked like on my the door and quote. he couldn't he couldn't get back in, and he was like, "Uh, the the bellhop opened the door for him again, and was like, sorry, sir, your door seems to be malfunctioning. I'll get housekeeping up real quick.' 
And then no, he just it, stares at him. It was hilarious. But you got to do the voice, man. Uh, I don't like know the voice. You do it. <laughs> so he comes up to him. He opens the door. He's like, sorry, your door seems to be malfunctioning. I'll get housekeeping right up here. Right away. <laughs> and then he has his face frozen. I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe, but. I loved oh, that line. And then they had like a stare off staring contest and he, he gave his crazy look and nice guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah that bellhop is one of my like favorite characters in this whole movie i love that it's, that scene so it much. didn't fit i don't understand that it doesn't fit in the movie at all but I, i'm here for it it was great yeah. let's talk about the the soundtrack and the score all right so there's basically like one song I always remember from this movie and it's that boat scene when they like mm. the three of them, they've been like working on this boat throughout the whole movie and that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, this, and they like get this motor that's like giving off all this smoke. Smoking. <laughs> <laughs> They're like coughing on the boat and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's some, there's some song called get up by Mike and the mechanics. And that's a, it's just a nice, like never heard of them. It's just, yeah. I, I mean, I've heard of them. Basically from this song only. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They, they may have other stuff. I, I think they're like an 80s band or something, but it's a really, it's a fun, fun song. Anytime I think about uh, this movie, I think about that boat scene and that song's yeah. playing. And, and um, but yeah. I I love that boat scene. I just, but <laughs> I love that boat scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that boat scene. <laughs> You're dying. <laughs> Why is this funny? <laughs> Welcome back to our podcast. It's just us <laughs> laughing. <laughs> this is the, you know, the. We got to keep this in. <laughs> this is the kind of um, expert analysis and opinions you can find about this movie. I like that boat scene. <laughs> I like that boat scene. No, I do. It, it's, it's cool. The whole, just the fact that all three of them had a project that they were working on. For that whole year, it was like, oh, we're working on the boat. That's our thing. You yeah, know? I just I don't remember really having many special projects with your friends or anything like that. I, I always wanted to. Maybe it's just I didn't have friends growing up. <laughs> no, I did. No. Uh, what did you have anything similar to that with your friends or just did we did we have any special projects that we worked on? So as far as like me and you goes, I don't. I don't really remember us like having anything like that that we worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me neither. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of thinking about these these kids. These they like roam like Chicago by themselves, and they're like they're like going and and they're they go down to the lake by themselves. And I don't know if this is like by their neighborhood and stuff, but it's kind of cool how much like independence they have and stuff. And they're going right, and working right. on this boat. Um, it kind of says a lot about their their mom though. <laughs> well henry she's pretty laid back <laughs> yeah she's single mom she's got to work and stuff chicago's not necessarily the safest city no definitely not <laughs> i was definitely thinking about that when they're like walking up to to wrigley field and it's like mm-hmm. that state i was actually i was wondering is that the real stadium because that that stadium looked like pretty yeah. trashy <laughs> no that that, that was did, wrigley field i looked it up it was um <laughs> But yeah, it kind of reminded me of like going over to my friend Paul's house and we used to like make like clubhouses and stuff in his backyard, kind of thing like that. Kind of some like outdoorsy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, no, I, I mean, I never worked on a boat or anything like that. That would have been cool. <laughs> but what about you? We kind of, me and my friend Logan growing up, we kind of, they kind of had this like chicken coop slash garage thing for their canoes and stuff. Hmm. And we kind of just, made our own little clubhouse <laughs> out of the canoes. <laughs> uh, nothing too special. I remember a, just a stupid project that I thought I was, 
I remember being four years old. We were at the Holland house and I saw this box that mom had or something. It was just an empty box. And I was like, Hey, can I have this box? I'm going to build me a airplane. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, the box looked like it was a triangular box. So it looked like the tail. And I was like, that's all I need. I can do the rest easy. <laughs> so I was planning on making a cardboard airplane to see if, one, if it would fly, and two, if it would fly with me in it. Uh-huh. I had an imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I ever, uh, I think I taped a box together maybe and then gave up. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say Holland House, that was the name of our street, not the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that scene with the, um, that boat scene. <laughs> The boat scene. Dog. Where he's with his friends and they, they pick up the girls and stuff on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had one thing I wanted to say. I, I feel like they, the movie was kind of hinting that Clark, one of his friends, was yeah. is like a ladies' man. Here's my evidence for this. Oh, yeah. One of the first scenes. <laughs> Rookie of the Year theories. Okay. Just for the fans. I, it seemed like it was like this recurring thing that maybe like wasn't that... I don't know. It's like started out, but at the beginning of the movie, um, the kids like run into Henry's mom out on the street mm-hmm. and they're, he's like about to head to his like baseball game at the beginning. And his mom is like, it's like, she's like, hi, George. And then she looks over at Clark and she's like, oh, hi, Clark. <laughs> I was like, that, hey. that, that was kind of interesting. And then he's like got the charm at the, at the lunchroom scene, he's like, before like, they like make friends with the other girls. He there is that one girl that's like friends with him or whatnot and yeah. like hanging out with him. And he's like, yeah. she's at the table and she's like, well, I don't know. I yeah, I heard that that girl. She doesn't think you're not cute. <laughs> so, I you know he's I don't know he's he's got the connections. And then that same girl is kind of later at is later on in that boat scene when she. Mm-hmm. But um, but I don't know. I feel like Clark is kind of like. The kind of like the mysterious, like not the mysterious one, but I don't know, kind of the ladies' man that kind of he's a baller. Know. He's the one that made the connections with the other girls and stuff. So I don't know. Everybody needs that friend. Um. Other, so yeah, that boat scene has the great like that song there. But other than that, um, it's got a pretty good soundtrack. I don't. I don't actually find any of these songs except for the boat scene song. Yeah. Uh as like memorable at all like this the score nothing like i could not think of what it sounds like and i just watched it this morning <laughs> uh it's definitely it's definitely not the best of some of these other movies as far as the soundtrack mighty ducks goes. <laughs> mighty ducks that score yeah mm. um I, da, 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 da. It, yeah i guess so it's it's not as memorable da, 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 da. it's perfect yeah I mean, you can't forget that song that Henry sings in the Pepsi ad, though. This does, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't remember. He uh, Henry forgot it. Yeah, he, he yeah he did. <laughs> um, so Henry, could you make that a little more mm, sexy? <laughs> sexy? How, how much longer is this gonna take? <laughs> yeah, I I think our brains are just conditioned to. Good songs being in a baseball movie because of the Sandlot. Sandlot. That was just full of good songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's really nothing in this movie. One thing I was going to add um, with like talking about the music and the and the score was um, the guitar riffs that play when Chet throws out oh, his Oh yeah! Arm. Oh yeah! <laughs> the heavy metal mixed with brass instruments. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I always remember no. that. It's like every time he throws it out. It's like, <laughs> Garbage. Yeah. Anyway. That took me out of the movie. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Ooh. This brings us to our next segment. Pretty scrumptious. Pretty scrumptious. <laughs> this brings us to the part of the show where uh, we talk about any standout foods that looked really scrumptious were there anything uh well there's one thing that i don't think i ever had before this movie and this movie mm-hmm. made me want to eat it which is cracker jack 
Tracker. I don't think we ever bought that, but that the Tracker owner... Jackers. <laughs> yes. Um that owner the, uh, of, fish. of of the of the of the team. No, his name was wasn't also not not Fish, the the old guy, Mr. Duncan yeah. for Home Alone 2. Mr. Duncan. Yeah, I was just going to say he was also yeah. in Home Alone 2. That's three people. Yeah. Um yeah, he no. was like way too much. He was like way too excited about about the Cracker Jack. Yeah. But it was kind of funny. He's old. That's the only snack they had back in the day. Yeah. But I remember like I and obviously that's like product placement for the movie, but um mm-hmm. along with Pepsi and Reebok and what else? <laughs> Ballpark hot dogs. Um mm-hmm. but anyway, I was gonna say three dollars for a hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, that's like I remember after I saw this, I wanted to eat like some cracker jacks and mm-hmm. I had it. That's all I got to say about yeah. it. It's cool that they came with like little prizes in there. Yeah, like a little <laughs> sticker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they used to be great back in the day, but by the time we got our hands on them, it was just a piece of paper. Yeah. With some adhesive. Um, So my standout food that I had was uh, more of a snack, not really a, a meal or something you'd eat. Uh, but it's uh, Brinkman's sunflower seeds that he was chomping on this whole movie he's like hum, 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 hum. while he was talking oh, to people i forgot my lucky seeds <laughs> yeah um there was some food that didn't really stand out to me that i would not want to eat and that was the airplane food uh henry's chicken tenders and the rockets chets chet the rocket stedman's uh salisbury steak Although yeah. he said it was the best that it was he's ever had, so I, I don't believe that. I well, I immediately when he said that, I wrote that down in my notes. It was like this is the best steak he's had in his life on an, on airplane? an airplane. Like what? No, it wasn't steak. It was Salisbury steak. I know Salisbury steak, but I'm just saying. Like, okay, it's airplane food. How is this the best he's ever had? Unless I know I mean, they're like a professional team. Unless they've got like professional chef on board. I was just like, I don't believe that. That's bad writing. The best Salisbury steak you've ever had. I mean, clearly he's never been to Piccadilly back in the day. <laughs> After church on a Sunday. Just give me some of that Salisbury steak and carrot souffle, baby. <laughs> Mom got to get the teriyaki chicken. Yeah. But yeah, classic like kid ordering off the menu. Like, oh, I'll have the chicken tenders. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> You know what time it is. It's time for plot hole rants. I don't. This time I don't really have much. Um, just I'm just gonna for the listener. Plot hole rants is where me and Jonathan just pick apart the movie, um, whether it deserves it or not. <laughs> we just pick out random details that we notice that shouldn't have been in it. Um. So one thing I noticed is that his mom is super laid back. Plot hole. Oh, my, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. This makes no sense. It doesn't add <laughs> up. I read the wrong line. Um. Okay. So the basically the setting up the plot, starting out on a bad note. Um. So they they were talking the the manager and then the owner were talking and they were like you have to sell out every single game for the rest of the season or we forfeit the franchise. Oh yeah. Um I was like, "Well, that's impossible." Like, yeah, End right. Movie. That, <laughs> like the Cubs have been one of the number one like they've been a bad team um especially in the 90s. I mean, they won in 20, 2016. And but that gap was a hundred and eight years between their last win. Yeah, like they they've been bad. It was a curse. But they that doesn't mean that they should be like relegated or just they lose the franchise. Like they should still exist. I mean, they, I, they've existed that long. I think it was just they that they were like out of money, mm-hmm. and they weren't making. So they'd have to sell it. They'd have to sell it. I think that was part of it. But um. But, There's no way it gets that bad. I mean, I feel like the Cubs, I don't know much about baseball. And I know they haven't been, like, that great. But I feel like they have, like, some, like, diehard loyal fans. 
for sure. Yeah, like Chicago is like Chicago in itself is like one of the most prideful cities. So it's like, why would the stadiums like be like half empty like they show in the movie? I don't and know. That'd they be part of the plot. Bad. <laughs> but I don't yeah. know. Just like we need a miracle, and then this happens. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely kind of a little too convenient. But as soon as he too says convenient. it, he says that. He, yeah, and then Henry throws it from like the stands to home plate. Right. And this brings me to the next oh. point. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say the very next scene of that movie Which, is a plot hole. Yeah, which brings me to to my next point. Um, Henry's arm, like that's not realistic, but I mean it's part of the movie. Uh, his tendon and his bone fused together because his arm for six weeks was in a cast in the upright position. Yeah, uh, that was a pretty funny scene too a, when he's like walking everywhere yep. and his and his arms in up like yeah. in that right angle. <laughs> Like he's in class and everyone's got their hands up and then they put him down and his arms yeah. are still standing up. And <laughs> and then everybody's like, hey, Henry. Bye, Henry. Bye, Henry. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> well, I was going to say, while you're looking for that, um, mm-hmm. the, so when he throws the ball from, from the stands to home plate, first of all, mm-hmm. the player, he hit a home run. The ball is out of play. So everyone is like huh. running the bases, right? Okay. Right, right. When he throws it to the, the to the catcher, the catcher picks it up. He he catches it, and then he like goes to tag the person that's running. Like that's yeah, running by home plate. Yeah, but like the play's over. He hit a home run, and someone in the stands is throwing it into the game again. <laughs> that's so true. I was like, what that's is going so on? True. And then the the umpire's just like safe. <laughs> yeah, like everyone should uh, run the bases. Was... The play's over. What I was thinking, I was I was thinking more physics. Yeah. So when he threw the ball straight for like 500 feet, and it took only like two and a half seconds or something to get to the from his hand to the catcher's mitt. Um, calculating that's 146 miles per hour. Wow. Roughly. No wonder the Yankees wanted to to buy him for 25 million. Yeah. Yeah. And you get 10%. Managers get 10%. Hey, math boy, what's 10% of 25 million? It <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like 2.5 million. Yeah, I know. I was just messing with you. Then you got me. <laughs> My last thing I had to say, just sort of nitpicking on this, was uh, the whole love connection between Chet and Henry's mom. Oh yeah, totally unneeded, unnecessary. You know what? I I kind of liked it. I liked it. Yes, <laughs> but watching this and seeing, having seen a lot of movies, yeah, similar, it's definitely turned into a movie trope where oh, the single mom, and then the the new role model slash father figure comes, and oh, I guess they'll get together. You know. Well, that scene in that limo, Henry was kind of pushing for that. He's like, he he's was. Like, How about a cocktail? Club soda? Sure, babe. Who calls their I mom? Learned it babe? on the road. On the road, babe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they have a weird relationship. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, it's kind. But I guess I watch. There's like a featurette on YouTube that I guess was mm-hmm. like on the DVD, and the actress that played the mom was kind of saying like she was trying to do it as kind of like a mom, but also like he's like her best friend kind of thing. So yeah. it's kind of a different relationship with a in that kind of situation. Um, that makes sense. But as far as the romance goes, I guess I bought it because like Jack is such like a doofus. He is. And she like does not have like chemistry with him. Obviously they're trying to play that Have I said yet in this, in this episode that uh, Jack sucks? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) one thing was like, but this is right before Chet wasn't really like all in with Henry. He's still kind of mad that he took his job. But as soon as he started to like his mom, he was becoming more of a a role model and like a mentor for for him. Yeah. But I just thought <laughs> Chet's mindset was like, "Oh, well, you took my job. I'll take your mom." <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, I don't. I thought that was funny. I don't see it that way. 
<laughs> he was warming up to him before that. Otherwise, that makes him no different than Jack. It's just like <laughs> using this kid to true for for their own gain. What a scumbag! Yeah, he's terrible. Should should we just go ahead and talk about Jack? Yeah, let's talk about Jack right. and how how Jack is whack. Obviously, you know I don't know what his original intentions were with you know it's just like dating and stuff and it's just like a normal relationship. But it's like as soon as this whole thing goes down with Henry, he's like quick on the ball to like, okay, I'm gonna get him a tryout. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. you know. And in one sense, it's like oh, they'd only been dating for three weeks though. Yeah, that's true. So there's no way if she could have known. And, and in one sense, like, you know, it's like he did like make it happen for him to like have this like great experience yeah. and stuff. But at the same time, you knew from the beginning he was like it was all about himself, like you know, trying to make money. Yeah, and without him in the movie or without him in that situation, uh, his mom could have been the manager easily. Yeah. He like, just, he was still going to be on the Cubs no matter yeah. what. He just like tagged along for the ride. Yeah. And, and took his money. There's a scene where he's like, he, he at a press conference and he kind of jumps in and is like, well, as his manager. And she kind of like looks at him and then yeah. later she was like, um, it's like, Oh, didn't I tell you? And it's just like, his mom could have quit her waitress job and been his manager. Yeah. She knows baseball. I mean, I assume he was getting I assume he was getting paid like a major league player. So, yeah. I mean, like and but it her it, like she's the but mom. His mom never quit her job. It's not like the kid is like getting this money to spend. Like she's in control of it. Right. So, I mean, yeah, she, obviously to your point, she could have quit her job. But she had like what was it? Like a flower business? No, she was like a waitress. No, it looked like she had a flower shop. When when they were out of town, she was listening to it on the radio. It was it looked like it was a she was, closed down restaurant to it, me. Yeah, I, but, maybe I've just seen too many sports movies where the single mom of the main character uh, is a diner waitress. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like a flower shop. Mighty Ducks. I don't know. It if, might be. I don't know if she like runs it or if she just works there. But anyway, but so what it kind of reminded me of though was like kind of like the dark side of like Hollywood of like kind of the dark side of these kids movies that we watch it's like all these yeah. like adult parents kind of like using their kids to like get mm-hmm. them into acting and that kind of stuff and kind of using them it's kind of like a sad uh truth of what what kind of goes down sometimes that's probably a factor in why some child stars don't continue to be actors yeah i think i think uh famously like macaulay culkin like tried to become like he like sued his parents or something or like became independent before he was like mm-hmm. 18 because of they had like mishandled his money or something like that mm-hmm. so which fun fact he was also in home alone if you didn't know that oh fun fact <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah hopefully none of the the child actors were or um had someone like jack in their lives that got them into this movie you know right but at the end of the day managers get 10% and that's all that matters. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have a, another sponsor for this episode. If we're going to go ahead and do another ad read. Yeah. Tell us about our, tell us about our second sponsor, Jonathan. After the game, a lot of the guys like to ice up their arm. Still, other fellas think hate's the way to go. But I've discovered the secret, Jeremy. Hot ice. Oh, really? That's right. This week's sponsor is Hot Ice. Ice. I heat up the ice cubes. It's the best of both worlds. All right. Thanks to Hot Ice for sponsoring this episode. Uh, I guess we can uh, move on. And remember, the key to being a successful ball player is the three R's. Readiness, recuperation, and conditioning. All right. (laughs) Hot Ice. Get him while it's hot. And cold. Available where Hot Ice is sold. Batteries not included. Let's see what Karen, the movie critic, has to say about this movie. Ooh, Karen's back. Not really, actually. <laughs> I don't know if she oh. actually saw this one. I was looking on our website, Common Sense Media, Parents' Guides for Kids Films. There was one review, and I'm not sure if it was written by Karen or not, but it's it's not too descriptive. All it says is, no way, it's not for my kids. Then she goes on to give it a four out of five star rating. So... Huh. Doesn't sound very Karen. 
sounded, it sounded like she liked it, but she wouldn't show her kids. I guess so. It's a guilty pleasure. guess so. <laughs> but the, the interesting thing about this website, though, is that parents can leave a review, but kids also can. And so I found, really? I found an interesting kids review for this movie. Oh, boy. Th- these should be better. We should just do a kids review for all of these now. This just says, kid, nine years old. The heading of her the review says, I'm just saying, I don't want to give info, but get it. Very funny and classic film about Henry Yorks. What? <laughs> like, who is this Henry Yorks kid? <laughs> Henry Yorks. Don't you know his name is Rowanhauser? Gardenhauser? No, his, it's, it's Rollingfurter. Oh, yeah, that's it. No, no, it's, it's Raving Buzzer. <laughs> R- Robin Boozer. Raven Boozer. Uh, Rosenbagger. <laughs> Uh, garden hoser, no, <laughs> run a mucker. Uh, Rowan Gruder, I don't know. It's one of those. York, <laughs> Henry York. Anyway, the the kid gives it a, a four out of five star review. Says it's appropriate for kids six and up. Anyway, they're just saying. I just hate the fact that Jack was like within two weeks. He was such a big shot in his in his own mind. He was at the party. He was a. Uh, in a suit, smoking a cigar, talking with the big shots. Yeah, they like to show him. Basically, if you got money, they like to show you with a cigar a lot. There were several scenes yeah. with him just like holding a cigar. <laughs> one was at that like bar scene. Then also at like one of the games, he's like sitting up in the stands with the owners with one. Yeah. Um, Except the actual owner was hanging out with their mom and like he was the most wholesome dude ever. Although you definitely could tell like he had no idea what was going on. He was just like so yeah, oblivious yeah, to yeah. stuff. Hence, like his nephew was like trying to take over the franchise from him and stuff. But what does that remind you of? A, another movie? What? No. It reminds me of another movie, but I don't know what it is. Well, like somebody, the nephew taking over, or the son taking over, um, the business or something behind someone's back. What is that from? I mean, it's been in a lot of stuff. I don't. I, I keep think. thinking UHF, but it's not. <laughs> uh, one one movie that I thought this kind of compared to was a little bit later on was Like Mike. <laughs> yes, where a little Bow Wow starts what playing I was in thinking. the NBA. And trust me, we will get to that movie. Let's go back to some plot points that I forgot. Um, Henry plays three games, and they're already in the division final. And he went to like their second game. They went to the opening game, and then it was like their second week. And then he got on the team the next week. And then he played three games, and they're in the final? Well, I guess it only shows three games, right? I, I guess. So that whole... I didn't see any specific montage or anything. Yeah, well, the, there's, that, there's that kind of section where they like go on the road. And I think it mm-hmm. says they're on the road for 10 days. But while right. they're on the road, does it show any games? Maybe just one? All I know is that the only team that they played were the Mets. That's all it showed. <laughs> they talked about the Yankees, but they only played the Mets. No, that's not true. That is 100% true. They played the Giants. I know that. They didn't show them playing the Giants. Yeah, they, did. they showed Barry Bonds playing. That's right. <laughs> well, they basically they play the Giants, and then they only play the Mets for the rest of the season. <laughs> I don't really keep track of how all the teams they played, but I don't also follow baseball either. Well, the Mets was that, the dude, the big guy, the first, the first game and the, the whole last Hogan game. guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mommy, uh, you got to call your mommy. <laughs> <laughs> mommy, brother. I had, what's his name? Um, I love the way at the end where he like, he does that floater pitch. Yeah, and he like sticks his tongue out. He's sticking his tongue out so hard. Yeah, trying to swing. And it's just a swing and a miss at the end. His name is Hedo. Yeah, I, was he? Is he just a character? I don't know if he was an actual player or not. I'm sure he's just but a character. My favorite part. One of my favorite scenes from that is um, when he's going up to plate at the final, on the final game, and he grips the bat. And he grips it so tight that he sands the bat yeah. and there's sawdust flying everywhere. That was kind of cool. It's so cartoonish. I love it. <laughs> uh, and I was just, I wrote down like, of course the big guy always has to talk like Hulk Hogan. 
I mean, Hulk Hogan was be all end all in 1993. Just the way they talk, the way uh, full testosterone idiot versus the Henry, who's like the purest form of a 12 year old I've ever seen. <laughs> like he's the nicest, most understanding, most mature 12 year old I've ever I've ever seen. Um, he's very forgiving with his friends, and he doesn't do anything really wrong in the entire movie. Yeah. He's got his head on straight. Other than, like, being uh, nervous they about some stuff, they don't really show him, like, being, like, overly scared of stuff, and, like, mm-hmm. um... He's just enjoying his time. Like, the scene in the when he throws the ball back to the home plate, and the other two kids are, like, too scared, and he's like, here, Henry, you throw it. And he's like, okay. Right. Okay. Here's a Rookie of the Year fan theory that I just now came up with. It's not very solid, but I'm going to say it. Say it. Don't spray um, it. <laughs> Whenever Henry broke his arm, he was actually in a coma. He, he had his head and his elbow. And during that coma, he had a dream where he played for the Cubs, and the rest of the movie is just a dream. That's pretty possible, actually. The moment he wakes up from his dream is that freeze-frame ending. Now I was going to talk, I have something, I'm mad about that. My final plot point, plot hole that I hate, um, that freeze frame ending, the very last scene where he shows his World Series ring. How did he get that? <laughs> how, 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 how did he get that? Because um, uh, um, he's the best pitcher the Cubs had. Chet threw out his arm. I, they both threw out their arms. The only two good pitchers. And they had some in the in the bullpen. They weren't good enough. If they were going to keep the 12-year-old in that threw out his arm and not put in the other already sucky backup pitchers, <laughs> there's no way they were going to win the World Series after that. Because it wasn't the World Series. That was the division final. And that, that game that they won got them into the World Series, but there's no way they won that. Yeah. Their two best players, their only two decent players, were gone. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, he got to ride the bench, I guess, for the rest of the the games and get the ring. So, Jeremy, can you explain this movie in three words or less? I I definitely can. And those three words are... Funky butt-loving! Did he just say funky (laughs) butt-loving? I think he did. Everybody out! By far, my favorite line that I, I I probably quoted this in my everyday life because I thought that was the funniest thing. I probably quoted this the most. Um, it's 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 up there. It's my top ten quotes from my childhood. Oh yeah, from this is movies. A standout quote from this. I, movie. I would say, mom and dad would get so mad. Well, mom would get mad <laughs> when I said that at the dinner table, and I was like, mom, this smells funky butt loving. <laughs> And dad would start laughing so hard. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, and I think the the, the oh. filmmakers knew, like, that's going to be, like, the big quote from the movie. Because I was watching one of the trailers. Yeah. And it was, like, the very first scene that they show in, the, like, the TV spot was just, like, him hitting the doctor in the face <laughs> and him just, like, saying it. <laughs> it's like, if, if this doesn't get you into the movie, I don't know what will. I, I wish they did another scene because they said he had to be back in three oh, weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been great. But then he got like <laughs> professional job in like yeah, as a baseball player, and he's like, I don't want him to fix this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. So, what kind of lessons learned, or what what do you what did you take away from this movie that you didn't necessarily take away before watching? Um, the one that I think is just like the main thing is like, don't try and grow up too fast. Obviously, he has like a great time. But eventually he comes to the realization that, like, he's not really able to... He kind of knew that lesson all along, though. Yeah. Um, but he, he definitely, by the end, he, like, says, I'm going to I'm gonna finish out the season, but, you know, I, I still yeah. need... You know, I'm still a kid, and I still want to spend time with my friends and all that kind of stuff. And They need to build their second yeah. boat. Another, another thing I was kind of thinking, kind of along that same lines, is just, like, be grateful for like where you're at it's like that that's kind of like chet's side of it where he's like he's kind of at the end of his career he's kind of taking it for granted that he's still like starting and stuff even though his arm is like you know almost gone Mm -hmm. 
And then like the scene comes where like he's going to get let go and he kind of like gets mad and he tells Henry like, don't take this too seriously, you know, because it's it's over and like like this, you know? Yeah. Maybe he wasn't he didn't have the best attitude near the end there, but kind of hanging out with Henry kind of helped him to kind of get his oh, yeah. straight and yeah. stuff. And the same thing with Henry is like, you know, enjoy where you're at. You're a kid, you know, enjoy this time in your life and don't try and grow up too fast. So that's kind of kind of what I was thinking about. Another take home is don't date sleaze balls. Don't date scumbags yeah. like yeah. Jack. Jack sucks. Yeah, that's the major takeaway. Sorry, man. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if that guy's ever played like a good role in his life, like a good guy. He just seems like he's just like don't know. typically cast. He's just got that face. He just like cast a play. Very punchable. Kind of like, yeah. <laughs> scumbag kind of character. All right, Jonathan, that about wraps up today's episode. Tell listener where they can find us on social media and whatnot. All right. Yes. So right now we're just on Instagram. You can follow us at Inside Quotes Cast. And feel free to DM us if you want to send us a message or leave some feedback about the show. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of feedback, um, if you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts or anything like that, um, there's an option for you to leave a review. And we would love it. We would just really, really, really love it if you could. Just give us a rating on there, whether you like it one to five stars or uh, just leave a review. But yeah, that would be really greatly appreciated. Our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on Instagram at uh, at Cap'n Cool Guy. So C-A-P-N-C-O-O-L-G-U-Y. And he's got a lot of cool stuff that he's been working on. Uh, he works on a lot of art projects. He's He's really, really talented. So go ahead and give him a follow as well. That seems like it wraps it up. I, we're just missing one thing, Jeremy, and that's a hint for next episode a hint wow okay uh so next week it's my turn so let's see i just recently found this out but um next week's movie could possibly be on my list for uh joaquin phoenix's number one film wow that's what are we watching (laughs) (laughs) uh he did win an oscar this year but it's we're not we're not covering joker I'm I'm curious to see what we're going to be watching next week, so I'll be excited for that. Uh, we will also have uh, special guests on next week. It's our first guest ever. That's right. That's right. Matt and Jesse Vaughn from the Secret Language Podcast will be on, on our show next week, so definitely looking forward to next week's episode. Until then, guys. Funky butt-loving. Did he say funky butt-loving?